On this episode of the podcast, we discuss the NBA draft, which player has the potential to have the best career, and which team won the draft. We also talk about Kyrie Irving. There have been reports that he does not care about the money. So to think that the Brooklyn Nets have the leverage here, I'm here to tell you they have zero leverage. They lost their leverage the day that they signed Kyrie Irving, just like the Cavaliers did, just like the Boston Celtics did. Kyrie going to do what Kyrie's going to do. And a part of that is there are reports that says he would even sign for the mid-level exception to play with no, the Lakers. No, no he way. doesn't need the money. People just seem to forget that. He doesn't need the money. And if he's true to his word that he doesn't need the money, he has all of the leverage in the situation. Even if he didn't want to sign for the mid-level exception, even if he wanted close to the match or something of that nature, he still holds the leverage because the Brooklyn Nets know if Kyrie's out, KD is likely out. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. And gentlemen, welcome to the new Channel Sports Podcast. My name is O.N.E., the one and only. We have a very extraordinarily good show in store for you today. We have a full house, a full house of co-hosts, so I can't wait to get into it. But do me a favor first. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform available you can also go to our website newchannelsports.net new channel spelled n-u channelsports.net you can also subscribe there give us a follow on instagram give us a follow on twitter check out our youtube channel as well big low and the phenomenal one have been holding it down for afro vibes television download the roku app so you can see them there holding it down once again my name is O-N-E, the one and only. I am joined by my co-host, first and foremost, Anthony, the Ant-Man, Belly. How are you doing, big dog? Man, I'm, I am super excited to finally get a show where all of us are on here. Like, I, I'm just, let's just get into it. I, I cannot even say anymore. Let's go. Oh, I, I can't agree with you more. And my other co-host, Big Low. Ladies, ladies, get ready. Because this is your first time listening to the show. Get ready because the, the, the voice. <laughs> I, I might start calling you the voice. <laughs> Instead of Big Low, I was going to call you the voice. Big Low, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm trying, man. I was trying to do this. So I couldn't help it. Hey, I love it. <laughs> the, la- the ladies right oh, now listening right now. The ladies listening right now, like I know what you mean. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a, this is awesome. But first and foremost, let me go ahead and do it. This big load coming down the next time. Hey, man, look. It feels good to be back. You know, we got a full house. You know, we got the phenomenal Chris. We got O. We got Ant. You know, you got myself. We're about to have a great show, man. Let's oh, do absolutely. It. And my road dog, the phenomenal one, Chris. How are you doing, man? What's going on, man? Ready to have a, a good show. We've been giving, you know, Lo and Ant been doing a Gina and Martin treatment. All the Martin fans know exactly what I'm talking about in that last season. If you're a Martin fan, you know what I'm talking about, where they shot separate scenes. That's what's been going on, but we got them back here for the reunion episode. Uh, so let's get to it. Man, let's get to it. Indeed, it, it is fantastic to have you gentlemen on. Let's start off the show with some headlines. It's time for... It's time for... It's time for headlines. The only headlines that matter. Deshaun Watson has settled 20 of 24 lawsuits filed against him for sexual misconduct during massage sessions from 2020 to 2021. The NFL has mounted its own independent investigation to the accusations and will determine its disciplinary action from the investigation. The NFL Players Association has gained a sense that 
the NFL will eventually hand down a full season suspension for Deshaun Watson. The NFL Players Association thinks the NFL might choose to um, have an indefinite suspension lasting at least one year. All right, bad news for Baltimore Ravens fans in general and just for that Baltimore Ravens organization. Former NFL defensive tackle Tony Saragusa, nicknamed Goose, died Wednesday at the age of 55. He was a key piece of that historic Baltimore Raven defense back in 2000. This is the same year the Ravens will win the franchise's first Super Bowl title. Also, Baltimore Ravens linebacker Jalen Ferguson died at the age of 26. Ferguson was a college star, Louisiana Tech, and holds the football um, college record for career sacks of 45 and achieved the nickname Sack Daddy. He was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens in third round of the 2019 draft and had 4.5 sacks and two fumble recoveries during his time with the Baltimore Ravens. Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski is retiring for the second time. Rob Gronkowski's agent told ESPN's Adam Schefter that he wouldn't be surprised if his client could be persuaded out of retirement for a second time by Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski has won four Super Bowls, three with the Patriots, and one with the Buccaneers back in 2020. Hey, who's got the over-under that he comes back by uh, week 10? I'll go with the over. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be back. I got the over as well. Arch Manning commits to Texas, the nephew of NFL greats Peyton and Eli Manning, and the grandson of Archie Manning. He's a star quarterback at Isidore Newman High School in New Orleans. He threw for 5,731 yards and 72 touchdowns in his three years of high school football. Arch Manning has long been considered the top player in the class of 2023. And last but not least in headlines, ESPN anchor, Malika Andrews made history on Thursday night as the first woman to ever host the NBA draft. She made her first appearance as a reporter at ESPN in 2020. She did a damn good job hosting the draft. And that's going to lead us into our first topic of discussion on the show. The NBA draft was the other night. And I have to tell you guys, I was shocked. I was surprised. Orlando tricked everybody. I don't know why they tricked everybody. But they tricked everybody with the first pick. They picked Pablo Boncaro at number one. And that just kind of set off everything for the rest of the draft. What are you guys' thoughts on the draft the other night? The Orlando Magic didn't trick nobody. They 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 didn't know what the hell they were doing. And last <laughs> night, in my opinion, was an absolute embarrassment. Oh, but the reason why it's not a total embarrassment is because they end up picking the right guy. Paolo Bancaro, in my opinion, was a perfect player for their system. The reason why I say they didn't trick anyone and their excuse today coming out saying, hey, look, NBA world, we tricked you all. It don't make sense. You own the number one pick. The guy you drafted, you never brought him in for a workout. You've only spoken to him, and you didn't speak to him much. I've never seen a player drafted number one be surprised. I've seen them cry. I've seen them hug their mama. I've seen them hug their girlfriends. I've seen them hug a whole bunch of people. But Paolo looks stunned. Not because he was drafted number one, but because the magic took him. And guess what, Paolo? I'm talking to Paolo right now. I feel sorry for you, bro, bro. Because you had an opportunity to go to play for the Houston Rockets. But instead, you were going to go play for the Orlando Magic, who didn't even bother to bring you in, bro, bro. I feel bad for you because as talented as he is, I don't know if he can function in the dysfunction that is the Orlando Magic. But I still think it was a good pick. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I, I definitely thought Chet Holmgren was a lock for number one as well. What? I think the rest of the world did too. Uh, that I mean... <sighs> Paolo, Paolo Banchero, definitely uh, the right pick, though, for the, the Magic. I agree with Chris. It's it's, it's hard not to. Um, the right pick from a, a management team that has done absolutely uh, an abominable job uh, putting this team together and, and building a team there in Orlando. So we'll see what they got. I mean, they should have lots of money, and, uh, and the free agency market is going to open up. Uh, looking like Kimball Walker is going to be bought out. So maybe a Kimball Walker move to Orlando. I'm kind of seeing that. And uh, and we'll see what this management team can do to kind of salvage whatever they got uh, or, or, you know, what they've done in the last 
five years. You know, to me, the NBA draft is a big crapshoot anyway. I mean, you have two rounds and a very small percentage of the players that become anything more than role players in this league. So, you know, uh, you know, good pick. We'll see what happens after two or three years, whether they pan out to be anything. I feel bad um, for them because you go to a, 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 a franchise is not very good um, in terms of running their team. Um, the Orlando Magic, they were in a situation where they surprised some folks. Remember the, remember the bubble? They're one of those surprise bubble teams, right? Um, and then, you know, they're, they're just kind of falling off the cliff a little bit. So it'd be interesting to see if he has any kind of impact for that team. But, look, it's still going to take them a year or two to really just develop and, and become who they need to be, need him to be for that franchise. And we just got to see, you know, who are they going to the pieces that they're going to add around. Otherwise, this is going to be another first-round draft pick who tried to do something for a franchise that wasn't very good, and he'll become a future watch. So we'll see what happens. It sounds uh, a little bit uh, morbid, but it's just the way of the NBA. Man, I, I kind of have a mixed reaction to all this. And you're saying that Chet Holmgren was the, the best prospect in the draft. And then, Chris, you're saying that Pablo was the best prospect in the draft. And all we've been hearing up to the draft that Jabari Smith was the best prospect in the draft. And that's who everybody expected the Orlando Magic to draft. So what what are the Houston Rockets getting here in Jabari Smith? I, I think from what I've been analyzing, what I've been kind of diving into, that he may actually be the best prospect in the draft. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've watched um, a lot of their college um, games. I have not. I have seen a bit of a Chet um, Holmgren throughout his career coming out of high school into college. And I, I just don't like his transition from high school to college. I felt like in high school, he was a man among boys. But then when he got into college, that kind of uh, was on the back burner, per se, because he didn't look as dominant in college as I would like him to be. But I do think that Chet Holmgren has the most um, potential out of all of them. But I do like Jabari Smith. I think that he has the most talent in this draft, man. I really do. Uh, I just it's, it's weird that, you know, everything is being said the way it is. And he was projected to go to go number one initially. Yeah, he's projected to go number one. And there was nothing to make us think he wouldn't because the magic really worked out with him and Chet. And then they took Paolo. But uh, you mentioned who's the best prospect. I think all three of them are good prospects, right? So if you're playing NBA 2K, which I'm prone to do, um, when you do the draft, it has potential. I think all of these guys... Uh, around B plus, and I think Chet was probably an A minus with potential. So, who has the best potential? I believe that's Chet Holmgren. I think that's pretty fairly obvious. I think who has the most, the the best opportunity to come straight into the NBA and be good is definitely Jabari Smith, who the Rockets got. And who has the opportunity? Who has that NBA body, right? And I think that's actually Paolo. So all three of them bring different dynamics, and I understand exactly why the Thunder were latched on to Chet Holmgren even after the. The uh, the magic stunned everybody and took Paolo number one is because they wanted the guy with the most potential because they're swinging for home runs. And that's what they want. They want moonshots. When you take a guy like a Chet Holmgren, you're talking about a moonshot. He's a moonshot guy. So if he works out, all of a sudden you have a guy that could be a number one or number two in your team. And to be very honest with you, I think best case scenario for both Paolo and Jabari Smith, I don't know if there either of them could be a number one, maybe number twos on a championship team, but definitely threes, right? When I say one, two, and three, I'm talking about best player, second best player, third best player on championship teams. Because we've seen in the last 10, 15 years, particularly when LeBron went to uh, Miami, you need three really solid players to get to a championship. And I think all three of these guys have the opportunity opportunity to be at least a one, two, or three guy, and well, a two or three guy with Chet Holmgren having an opportunity to be a one guy. Yeah, those those are great points, Chris, um, and and an interesting way to look at it. I'm I'm looking at it like this: out of the three, the top three picks, I think the the one who has the easiest path to make a difference for their team is Chet Holmgren because. Between the Magic and the Rockets right now, it's kind of a race of who's the best dumpster fire, right? And uh, and 
I really think pairing Chet Holmgren, you got uh, Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. You're going to pair them with SGA. And this is already a really fun, kind of a Memphis Grizzlies kind of situation brewing here. A really young, fun, energetic team uh, building up through the draft. Um, I think that fosters the environment for Chet Holmgren to succeed in over pa- Paolo and uh, Jabbar. So um, I, I, that that's the way I'm looking at this. I, I'm looking at the, 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 the top three team or the teams with the top three picks and who right now is set up best for the, the players that they picked in this draft. And I think that ultimately that's going to be OKC uh, come, you know, once we get get the, the season tipped off. Yeah, you already know about um, Sam Presti and the job that he's able to do in, in Oklahoma City. So I do think that, you know, he he's very good at what he does. And he sees something in Chet Holgren because even when the Orlando Magic decided that they wanted to um, draft Pablo Bancaro at, at number one, they, they didn't waver and say, you know what, let's go ahead and pick up Jamari, Jabari Smith. They just they kept with their guts and they, they kept with uh, Chet Holgren. So I kind of already get an idea of what you guys might think but who do you think has the the best career out of these three gentlemen you know it's it's hard for me to evaluate players coming out of draft especially in the nba you just don't know what you're gonna get very very talented athletes you have some that you know skipped high school went to the g league coming out of high school a year in college you're looking at players when it comes to how they look physically, you're going to be able to match up with the speed in the NBA, the toughness in the NBA, and the size of the players in the NBA. You know, so let me just to answer your question, I'm just going to go by the system and the team that I probably trust the most, and it's probably OKC, just because I, I trust what they've been able to do, you know, in the past with their young athletes, typically play them young, and I think they've done a great job, a solid job drafting. So so I, I think I think it'll be Chef for now. And we'll just kind of, but we, again, we got to look, after another three years to really see, you know, what happens. You'll probably come in and start right away, you know, but you might have better talent with the one, the guy from our Orlando, right? So he might catch up and actually have a better career. So for me, it's just, it's really a crapshoot. Yeah, I definitely got to disagree with you there. I, I got to go with Jabari Smith and Houston. Um, both of you, you and uh, Ant-Man mentioned stability in the organizations. For the Rockets, it's been very simple for the last two years after they traded James Harden. It's about blowing it up and building it back up. So they've been very clear on what they're about. I think Jalen Green is going to surprise a lot of people who um, did not watch the Rockets as much. They have a guy there named Alpi Shengun. If you don't know who that is, I promise you, you'll know his name by the end of this season. The Rockets have a great, great core that they're building. And Jabari Smith comes in and does this. The Rockets already have two guards that they like, and Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. What Jabari Smith does is he comes in as a forward who can knock down shots. And that's exactly what the Rockets need. He's a supreme 3 and D player walking into the NBA. And we all know the NBA is a 3 and D league. He walks in as a rookie as one of the better 3 and D guys in the league based on what he did in college. So he's walking into the Rockets fitting into the NBA perfectly. I think he has the best start, and if he works on his game, he could have the best finish based on the team that drafted him. And I'd be saying the exact same thing if Paolo Bancaro was drafted by the Rockets. Unfortunately for him, he wasn't. He's playing for the Magic. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Chris. I think it's uh, Jabari Smith uh, for me personally. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Houston Rocket fan. I just like his demeanor. I like what's been said about him. Um, he It has been said that he's very competitive in nature. And I think out of those three players, when you talk about defense intensity, he's the one that brings the defensive intensity. And he's built for this day and age in the NBA. He's an athletic, he's a athletic player that can shoot the outside shot. Um, I just like what he brings to the table. And um, I'm, I'm pretty excited that they, they were able to get Jabari Smith. And I, I do think that moving forward, he will have the best career out of any of those three players. Uh, let's talk about what other player that wasn't in the top three, but has had a lot of, um, I guess, praise going into the draft. And that's Jaden Ivory. I don't know a lot about him, but I, I do hear that pairing him up with Cade from the Detroit Pistons is a good pairing. Any of you guys have any thoughts about uh, Jaden Ivory in Detroit? 
Yeah, so Jaden Ivey, um, I love what Detroit's doing. If you ask me who won the draft, I would say there's two teams. One of the teams is the Detroit Pistons. Jaden Ivey is the best guard in the draft, hands down. I don't think it's close. I don't think any of the experts think it's close. Um, and to pair him with the best guard from last year, who, um, as far as prospects is concerned, I talked about the top three guys in this draft being B plus, A minus. Kate Cunningham last year was damn near A minus, A plus. And he did nothing during the regular season to dissuade me from having that opinion. To pair him with Jaden Ivey, the best guard in this draft, Detroit got an absolute steal. Why did they get the steal? Because the Sacramento Kings keep doing what the Sacramento Kings always do. They pass up on great prospects and make bad decisions. I hope their pick works out, but focusing on the Detroit Pistons, man, I think they they have cap space this summer, and they've talked about signing DeAndre Ayton. I think a lot of people are down on DeAndre Ayton, but I've watched his game for some time. DeAndre Ayton, for a big man, has fantastic touch. I'm not saying he's a Nikola Jokic. I ain't saying he's even an Anthony Davis, but he has that potential. He really, really does. And some people just think he's a big man who runs the floor like a JaVale McGee. No shots at JaVale. But Aiton on the offensive end has an opportunity to really put up big numbers and to pair him with Cade and Jaden if they're able to get him in free agency. I love what Detroit Pistons did during draft night. Watch out for the Pistons. Yeah, the Pistons are not only winning, but to quote a the crazy Charlie Sheen, he they are tiger blood winning with this move. I agree with everything Chris said on this. And it's not like me because Chris and I did a show together and it went off the rails very quick because of how much we disagreed. But I will say I do I do agree with this. And uh, if they do happen to find a way to replace Jeremy Grant with uh, DeAndre Ayton, the sky's the limit for Detroit. Look out for them next year in the East for sure. I mean, I, I don't think uh, playoffs, but you know, definitely on their way. Yeah, you learn well from the last podcast. You best not disagree, Chris. <laughs> it's not healthy. Low and low. And, oh no, this is not healthy. To I stand by you. everything I said on that podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> okay, Chris. Speaking of. Uh, so just as we're talking, the way the uh, way Lo came in there, like pissing. so disgusted. Okay, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> My sentiments exactly, uh, Lo. Well, My sentiments know, exactly, bro. Every, every, everybody loves Chris. <laughs> but no, we're just talking about uh, Detroit, and I'm just looking at here. Just got an update of Kemba Walker being traded uh, to the. Detroit Pistons as part of a three-team trade. Um, so this might be looking good for Detroit with whatever moves that they're making right now. So they're gonna buy him out, Low. They're gonna buy him out. That's what yeah, that's what I was saying. He'll he'll probably get a buyout. And I, that's why I look for him going to a team. I would love the Lakers to take a shot at a Kimball Walker, but I could see him going to a team with some young uh prospects and help them kind of build up. I think Orlando's a good fit for him there, or uh maybe even OKC, but um he would have to be. He have to come off the bench there. But yeah, I, I, I saw that trade too made yesterday, and uh, all indications that they're gonna they're gonna buy him out. Nice. All right, let's move on from the NBA draft and let's um, go more in depth into the NBA. Uh, Kyrie Irving has been in NBA news a lot lately. He has until June 29th to accept or decline his 2022-23 player option for 36.9 mil. If he opts out, it will be the last year of his deal. Afterwards, he will enter unrestricted free agency. Where do you guys think that Kyrie Irving is going to land next season? He has this a list of teams he wants to go to. I believe that list is Miami, the Lakers, Dallas, um, the Clippers, to name a few. I don't remember the, all of them, but those are some of the teams that he Philadelphia is on that list, which is kind of weird, but <laughs> Philadelphia is also on that list. Where do you guys think that Kyrie Irving was going to land next season? Yeah, I, I, let me start off because because Ky- Kyrie, okay, Kyrie, you're, he's a great player, phenomenal talent, great shooter, and and one of the top players in the NBA right now uh, as we're speaking. But I mean, I mean, this is ridiculous. Okay, this is ridiculous. I mean, you you dragged. 
you dragged KD out of wherever he was. You said, hey, you know what? Let's go and play for the Brooklyn Nets, right? Then you sit out during COVID half the season because you don't want to be a, te- a, good, a great teammate and get the damn shot, right? And you, you, you're part of the reason why the Brooklyn Nets didn't really go far, you know, as they needed to in the playoffs, given injury and everything that was going on, James Harden and all that stuff, right? And then now you want you want to be paid more money. Get your bag. I understand. But I think at a, at a certain point in time, you've really got to say, you know what, let me just own up to, you know, let me let me own up to the contract. Let me own up, you know, to the super team I was trying to build. Let me just try to do something here with the Brooklyn Nets. You know, where does he end up? I really hope that he stays with Brooklyn where he needs to be. Right. And and and, and help out your boy KD. Like, What's going to happen to KD? And I know this is going sideways. But what's really going to happen to KD? Like, this is how sickening the situation is to me, you know. So where is he going to go? He might end up very well. Might end up uh, with with L.A., but L.A. doesn't have you know a lot of um, you know compensation that they'll be willing to give, right? Or money, exactly. They have no money. They have no players that they're going to be willing to give you know to the Brooklyn Nets, you know. But that's probably where he really wants to be, you know. So I really don't know where this man's going to go. And really and truly, Brooklyn might not have a choice. Right. The ownership and management team, they are tired of his antics, but you might not have a choice. Right. Because you want a championship. If you let him go, KD's leaving. He's not going to stay. Right. So who else are you going to bring up there to play for the Brooklyn Nets next to KD? Right. Um, so they might not have a choice, but the pony up and give him that money. Yeah. Um, I'll put it like this of where he's going to go. He has a list of six teams. If you include the. The Brooklyn Nets is seven teams, right? So I have a one in seven, op, one in seven chance of getting where he's going right. Or, or option two is currently right now the Mega Millions and in, in, uh, the Mega Millions, right? It's a lotto. It's three hundred and thirty-two million dollars. I truly believe I have a better shot at playing my hand in the Mega Millions than predicting where Kyrie's going to go. So I'm not even going to dare do that. But I will say this is about Kyrie. I'm starting to love Kyrie more and more by the day. And I'll tell you why. Because as a fellow worker in the United States, I go to work, right? And there are some days, I love my boss, so some of this is trolling. There are some days my boss wants me to do an assignment. I'm like, you know what, bro, bro? I don't feel like doing the assignment. You know you know what I'm saying? Like some days you go to work, your boss say you do something. I don't feel like doing it. Kyrie's that dude. He's that dude where they say, hey, you're an NBA, so guess what? You got to play basketball games. And Kyrie's like, but is the world flat, though? Right. Not answering the question, not playing basketball, doing what he's going to do. And I respect that because if you can do this in the United States to a billionaire, basically say, I ain't got to show up to work. And guess what? You can pay me. I respect that. So, Kyrie, you have influenced me. Am I quitting my job? Hell no. Nah. My family needs a job. I need the job. They depend on me. But Kyrie <laughs> has instilled in me this idea that. You could really do what you want and get away with it. So, this whole Kyrie, is a I'm rooting for you. I'm pushing for you. Wherever you go, I'm your number one fan. Kyrie, oh I'm here for God. you, bro, bro. Oh, my goodness. You, you see, just you see, my mouth a little bit, you see, Chris. You see what Kyrie has I done? Just, <laughs> he's, he's turned perfectly reasonable people like Chris into complete uh, 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 maniacs. I mean, this is ridiculous. Hello. Lo, is he reasonable? Listen, I'm about to talk some reason into Chris right now. First, I'm going to tell you this. It's very simple. Kyrie is probably going to uh, take his option because he knows that if he ends up on the free agent market, he's not going to get a max deal. He is not a max deal player anymore, and the league knows it. Okay, He's selfish. He can't be trusted. And diminishing returns. He's He's not the same player. He's not Uncle Drew anymore. That bottom line, uh, any choice that he has in a sign and trade, all these teams are garbage. No, none of these teams have a real shot of a sign and trade for Kyrie Irving. So here's the way I see it. He has no choice because the Brooklyn Nets hold all the leverage right now, but to opt in. However, I do believe he opts in and then sits his ass on the bench. I'm sorry, sits on the bench <laughs> for the whole year. Because that's that's a very Kyrie Irving thing to do. Now, where does this leave Kevin Durant, his best friend, right? The, that 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 was the deal, and he's trying to leverage Brooklyn with Kevin Durant. There's reports out there Kevin Durant is also starting to look at where he might be able to go, or should he request a trade if Kyrie leaves? 
Don't worry about that. Kyrie isn't going anywhere. He's opting in. And the best bet for the Brooklyn Nets is he sits down next to Ben Simmons because neither one of them are going to see the NBA floor next year. Well, um, before Lowe gives his tech, I just want to say this. People like Ant-Man seem to not understand how me, like people like me and how, how me and Kyrie think. <laughs> and this is how we think. We don't care about the money, bro. We do not care. <laughs> you call him selfish. I actually don't think he's selfish. I think he's being selfless. Let me explain why. In his heart of hearts, for whatever you may feel about the vaccine, he believed that it was detrimental to his body. So I've never really faulted him for that. But there have been reports that he does not care about the money. So to think that the Brooklyn Nets have the leverage here, I'm here to tell you they have zero leverage. They lost their leverage the day that they signed Kyrie Irving, just like the Cavaliers did, just like the Boston Celtics did. Kyrie going to do what Kyrie's going to do. And a part of that is there are reports that says he would even sign for the mid-level exception to play with no, the Lakers. No, no, no He way. doesn't need the money. People just no seem way. to forget that. He doesn't need the money. And if he's true to his word that he doesn't need the money, he has all of the leverage in this situation. Even if he didn't want to sign for the mid-level exception, even if he wanted close to the max or something of that nature, he still holds the leverage because the Brooklyn Nets know if Kyrie's out, KD is likely out. No way. And if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you don't own your pick for the next uh, seven years, right? The Rockets have pick swap rights. The Ro- well, at least it's 2027, so not seven years. But the Rockets can pick swap any year. And in three of those years, they actually own your pick. So that's also a problem. They have no leverage in this situation. If I were Brooklyn Nets inside, I would close my eyes. I'd bite my tongue. I feel really bad about doing that. Probably take a Tums and a Tylenol at the same time and offer Kyrie the max. No way. Just real quick. You can't say you don't care about money and then tweet for the whole world that you should be living on earth for free. Right. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, that's both exactly things, what it both means. That's can't exactly him saying that money doesn't low, mean anything. Low, oh, Why please. should I pay to live here? This <laughs> like, is crazy. He's telling you. He's going nuts. He's low, not crazy. He's oh. operating on a different wavelength. I see it. The problem is people like you, you just don't see it. You know what? That's 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 fine. If he wants to operate on his own plane, fly. you know what? If the sky is red and the earth is flat, good for him. Stop wasting people's time. Okay? Because what you're doing right now is... You've got no accountability and nobody trusts you. The Brooklyn Nets don't trust you. Whoever you might get traded to, if that ever happens, they're not going to trust you. And then you expect them to leverage millions of dollars towards you. Hey, you remember that? You remember that NFL football player? I think he was a cornerback, played for the uh, the Buffalo Bills, right? The guy was like in his 30s. He played half the game. And after halftime, he said, hey, I'm done. Literally took off his stuff, didn't step back on the field. That's Kyrie, that's what you risk with Kyrie Irving, right? He had already proved it to you by sitting out and only playing the home games, right, uh, during last season up until New York decided to change things with, uh, with the uh, the COVID uh, vaccination mandate. That's what you risk. That's a heavy risk. Just stop wasting everybody's time and just retire. He's already said that basketball is not even one of his top uh, priorities anyway. Well, yeah, but y'all missing the point. Like, y'all just don't see Kyrie correctly. What? The only example I can give to maybe help the fellas out and the fellas listening to it is just think of a dime, right? That's what Kyrie is basketball-wise. Think about a dime who has really funky breath, right? So, if, oh, and you came to me and was like, yo, she's a dime, but we broke up because she got funky breath. I'm gonna be like, but bro... I got Listerine at the crib, right? I got a toothbrush. I got to figure it out because clearly you ain't doing something right because she's a dime. And that's what Kyrie is, and he knows it. I don't care what you guys say. If you're the Lakers, if you're the Clippers, if you're the Miami Heat, and you can get Kyrie, particularly on the cheap, you are going to do it. And Kyrie understands that, and he has the leverage here. To say he doesn't have the leverage, to me, you misunderstanding what he can do. Will he take the minimum? I don't know. I doubt he would, but then again, he could. So that's why he has the leverage. I just want to I just want to credit Lowe with the Vontae Davis reference because that was great. Good job, Big Lowe. Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis, yes. on the bill. That was great. It was the greatest thing ever. I was like, wow, this, this is amazing stuff. But hey, you know, when you don't want to play anymore, you don't want to play anymore. But hey, look, 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 he's great. I don't care how great he is. If I'm if I'm the owner of a team, I ain't putting him. He ain't coming on my team, right? He's not. I mean, it, it, that's that's one less headache I got to worry about. You know, I don't have to worry about getting that call three o'clock in the morning that Kyrie don't want to show up to the game. You know, 
I got to worry about giving a halftime speech. And then I see Kyrie over there in the corner taking off his jersey, packing up his bags. And I got to be like, hey, homie, where you going? He'd be like, hey, you know what? I'm done for the day. I'm going home. I ain't got to worry about that. Nah, not for me. If I'm any NBA GM, I'm treating Kyrie like Kyrie treated the the vaccine. I don't need that cancer in my body. That's it. Are y'all done? Are y'all done with all this madness? Are y'all done? This 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 triple threat of madness here. I've just I, I feel like y'all are switching bodies for some reason. <laughs> I feel like Ant is actually talking as Chris. Chris is talking as Low. And then Low is talking as Ant. I don't know what's going on here. I really don't. But in all that, I I agree with different bits and pieces of what you guys had to say. Now, Ant, I'm gonna be totally upfront with you and clear. Kyrie Irving has all the leverage here. He does. Kyrie Irving definitely has the leverage here. And when you look at the teams that he wants to go to, Philadelphia, Dallas, New York, the Lakers, Miami, and the the Clippers, I believe, there are certain teams here that, yes, they would want Kyrie Irving's services. Now, when you look at what Kyrie Irving has done and you look at his track record, Yes, he does not have a very good track record. And yes, you're right, Low. It could be a situation where in the middle of halftime, he decides he wants to stop playing. But when you look at these teams, let's look at the advantage that he would have for the Lakers. He will be playing alongside LeBron James. LeBron James is not getting any younger. That would be LeBron James's best chance to earn another championship. Okay, so I look at the Lakers, I look at the Clippers, and I look at the Miami Heat as teams that should be looking to take his services because they're not getting any younger, bro. Miami was one star away from potentially going to the NBA Finals last year. If they had someone like Kyrie Irving that could be a closer on their team, that would have been the key piece missing in order for him to get to the NBA Finals. So, yeah, I do think that those teams would, you know, be open to the services of uh, Kyrie Irving. Where do I think he's going to go? I think he's going to stay his butt in Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn and himself, they're going to come to a deal to where he's going to get like about three years and he's going to stay in Brooklyn. And if for some reason that doesn't happen, uh, and best believe he will take that uh, six mil that first season from the Los Angeles Lakers to play along LeBron James. Because even, even though it's not going to be that much money for that first year, that second year, Cast space opens up for the Los Angeles Lakers, and they could possibly give him a deal that he's seeking. So I think if I'm looking at the odds, Brooklyn, number one, second, the Los Angeles Lakers, and then third, my surprise, I think Miami is a team that might be looking for his services because as much as a nutball as Kyrie Irving is, I do think that that Miami culture is going to get him in shape. Right. I think it's going to be Dallas Haslam or Jimmy Butler. That's going to like put him to the side and be like, hey, bro, he don't fit we're, we're, we want to win a championship. No, no, no. I think that's what I think that's that's what no. they think. No, Jimmy. That's what Jimmy they Butler think. I don't know if it's going to happen, him up. but that's what they think. Jimmy Butler will F him up. Hey, hey, that's must see TV for me, bro. That's why I want to see it. Yeah, hey, I'm telling you, if he tries it, Jimmy Butler will smack. He will Will Smith smack the heck out of him. I'm telling you, he ain't going to try. That ain't going to work. He ain't going to work. ain't going to work. Facts, low facts. But I think I think it's a Man, risk no. that Miami should look into. <laughs> no, they will look into it. But I promise you, Kyrie Irving, he was looking at the map. All right, you know what? Let me open up my map of the United States of America. Let me see where I'm going to go. He looked at Florida, looked at Miami, and quickly looked away because he saw Jimmy Butler's face looking at him. It was like, mm, if I try not to play one game, if I even promise to try to uh, pack up my bags, Jimmy Butler's going to be right there to f my ass up. Nah, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. <laughs> not for Miami. Everywhere else, possibly. Nah, it wouldn't work in Dallas either, bro. Oh, Dallas is not crazy. working. <laughs> I don't know why he said Dallas. Here, here's the what if to all of this. He ends up in Philadelphia playing alongside Harden again. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be magical? <laughs> if he were to end up in Philadelphia playing alongside James Harden again, then to me, the problem with the Brooklyn Nets would have to be Steve Nash. I think that's the main problem because, you know, no one's really talking about why James Harden left, but he did mention that it was 
um, Steve Nash. He did not like the coaching style that Steve Nash had to pre- present. So I, I do think if Kyrie Irving left and went to Philadelphia and then Kevin Durant also would leave, I think that's the best case scenario really and truly for Brooklyn is to just blow it all up and give Steve Nash a, a fresh start. But I think that would I would say a lot about Steve Nash if he did leave and go to Philadelphia. Yeah, y'all just keep using words, Kyrie, like nut job, crazy. He is the furthest thing from crazy. I just hate when people attribute that to him. He is a smart human being. And the situation he's put himself into is funny because he's put himself in a situation where he can do what he wants. I don't think I understand how liberating that is as a human being. He can literally do what he wants and pay zero consequences. As a fellow human being, I find that to be absolutely liberating. So, Kyrie, if you're listening to this, everyone in the media is calling you crazy. Your bro bro Chris ain't calling you crazy. I don't think you're crazy. I think he has constructed this perfectly. So where if he does go back to play with LeBron, they're not going to be saying, oh, he's going back to LeBron, blah, blah, blah. What the narrative is going to be is he goes back to LeBron. They play the Warriors again. They beat the Warriors again. Why? Because the prodigal son has returned in Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, I see what you're doing, and I salute you. So, so Chris, if he's not Stop a nut job— what, what do you think he, okay, why can't he play in Miami? Why can't he play alongside Jimmy Butler? What is it that's missing that would not make that work? Well, well people seem to forget, even LeBron left Miami. Well, you, <laughs> Lowe's right with that, but even LeBron didn't want to be in Miami anymore. No people just gloss over that fact. Remember, Dwayne Wade is his best friend, or at least basketball-wise his best friend. Chris Bosh is also a really good friend of his. He left Miami because he got tired of the Miami way, the Miami culture. That's why he left. Obviously, he wants to go back home to play to Cleveland, but Miami essentially pushed him out with Pat Riley. So Miami won't work, but he doesn't care. Like, he listed Miami. He listed Dallas on the list, but it's really all just a big F you to the Nets. He's basically saying, I know I'm not going to Miami. I know I'm not going to go play with James Harden and 76ers. I know I'm not going to play with Dallas and Luka Doncic, but what I do know is this. I can do what I want, and either you pay me or I leave. And by the way, if I leave, you don't own your future draft picks. Kevin Durant is definitely leaving. And all of a sudden, you can't even tank because you're going to give all your picks to the Rockets. So Kyrie Irving probably told the owner, either give me what I want or I'm gone. You guys keep calling him crazy. He's not crazy. He is brilliant. We're not necessarily calling him crazy because of the situation he's in now, we're calling him crazy because of his track record. So it's, it's not like, if this is the first instance that he's ever had, sometimes, you know, crazy people do the right thing every once in a while. You know, sometimes it works out. It doesn't mean that <laughs> they're, they're a genius or anything like that. So I, I'll have to disagree with you on that one, man. All right. Y'all can disagree. Y'all y'all looking at me like I'm crazy, but it's okay. No, no, I will no, tell I that I'm right here. I don't think you're crazy, Chris. I don't think you're crazy. Not in this instance. Most of the time, yes, but not in this instance. I, I get what you're trying to say. I do. <laughs> I do. That might be the least. That might be the least phenomenal take I've ever heard. The phenomenal <laughs> one again. That's all. I, I, look, and I mean that. I mean that with all the respect. <laughs> I have. <laughs> well, it's it's definitely going to be interesting, man. It's definitely going to be interesting from here on out to see how the chips fall and see where Kyrie Irving does end up let's end off the show with some fact or fiction it's time for fact or fiction is it true or is it false all right fact or fiction gentlemen Devonte adams and Darren Waller will be the best duo in the NFL next year. I'll leave that one off. That is definitely fiction. Um, they can't be because Derek Carr is throwing them the ball. Damn. Damn. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Um, I think that they have the opportunity to be a top five duo. Um, I'm not sleeping on Derek Carr. I think he's incrementally improved every year. 
Um, had a lot of interceptions last year, but he threw for a lot of yards too. So, but uh, I, I think they can be up there. But I wouldn't say uh, the, the number one duo in the NFL. I am going to say fiction uh, for two reasons because um, I believe that we're sleeping on Hunter Renfro. So I think the Devontae Adams Hunter Renfro duo is a lot more or has a potential for more production. And also because uh, my boys, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, man, you can't, I mean, how can you, how can you sleep on them? Yeah. I have to go ahead and say it's fiction as well. We got to see a little bit more of Derek Carr and we don't know what uh, Josh McDaniels is going to bring to the table offensively. So I'm going to have to go ahead and say fiction as well. All right. The Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East. Fact or fiction? I think on paper, uh, if we're just if they just play the game on paper, this is fact. But they don't, so this is absolutely fiction. Uh, Dallas always finds a way to mess this up. They're terribly coached, and uh, I think the, I think the Eagles take the division this year. So this is fiction. Uh, I'll go next. This is pretty simple. It's fact. The NFC least is the worst division in football, and it's shaping up the season to maybe be the worst division in NFL history. So by default, by absolute default, the Cowboys are the best team in that division. Uh, it's, it's fact. Um, I mean, you know, they have the better quarterback out of all the other three teams. Uh, but when you look at all the other players line by line, I mean, uh, the, the Eagles roster is nothing to be you know, nothing to be, uh, it's, they're no slouch at all. I think if they had a court, a better quarterback, uh, then you'd be, it'd be, I'd switch my answer, but right now it's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say fact as well. I do think it's the Dallas Cowboys, but if there's a team that could be a surprise team next year, I, I do think it could be the Eagles. They did get AJ Brown and they have Devonte Smith there. Maybe Jalen Hurts kind of grows to his own next season. So, We'll see what happens, but I do think, still think it's the Dallas Cowboys that are the best team in the NFC East, but they are the Dallas Cowboys, so we shall see. And the last topic for fact or fiction, the Los Angeles Rams are the best team in the NFL. Uh, this is easy. This is absolute fact. They have the best, one of the best play callers, one of the best coaches, one of the best quarterbacks, the best defensive player, the best defensive back. Uh, is there anything more to say? Absolutely, the the Rams are the best team in the NFL. They just won the Super Bowl. And unlike some other people on this podcast, when you win a championship, you come into the next season as the best team. This is fiction. Uh, again, I think Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. We saw it with the Bucks two years ago or a year ago. Um, how can you sleep on what Buffalo has done, what KC has continued to do? And oh, yeah. Number 12 back over there in that pewter and gold. Uh, you can't sleep on Tampa Bay. So this is fiction. Yeah, it's fiction for me, too. They were lucky to win that Super Bowl. They were lucky to get as deep as they did in the playoffs. Um, it's, it's definitely fiction for me. Wow. Y'all are, man, this is this is facts, ladies and gentlemen. They, the, the Los Angeles Rams are the best team in the NFL, bro. They just, what more do you want them to do, bro? They just won a championship. I I could just spew out exactly what Chris said. I mean, they have the best defensive player in the league. They have an A1 offense. I mean, who's going to challenge them in the NFC? I mean, come on, bro. They are the best team in the NFL right now, man. I I thought this was going to be a clean sweep. I'm shocked, Low. I'm shocked, Ant. I really am. I don't know. I don't know what to say, uh, man. man give, give me any man, between, you know, Kansas City and Denver and Buffalo and all that. Run it back against those teams. You know what I'm saying? Run it, get, run it back against those teams. Let's see what happens. But yeah, those teams you just named are in the AFC. The Bengals are going to be much better, too. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you said you said the best team in the sure, NFL sure. or the but, best team in the NFC? No, 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 no. I'm just saying they have a – a good shot of getting back to the Super Bowl because the NFC is not as good as the a uh, AFC. So I just feel like they are the, the best team in the NFL. They, they already won a championship. Okay, I see. All right, all right. We shall see. I love whenever everybody's sleeping on number twelve. That's all I got to say. Sleep on number twelve. That's fine. Nobody's sleeping That's on fine. number twelve. I'm just saying, coming sleep into on the number season, twelve. The Rams are the better team. I don't know what's so hard about this. I really don't know what's so hard about it. I think what's, what's happening. <laughs> well, because two things not, can be true, Chris. 
Nah. Chris, two I things can be true. I, I, you could I, I, not I, I, be the I, best team in the NFL and be the NFL champions. You, that two things can be true. No, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not necessarily arguing that, but you can't say the team that they <laughs> beat in the playoffs is not like you, you can't forget they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And oh, by the way, they got better this offseason. on a miracle. But they were blow. Okay, they were blowing them out. I don't understand how you guys can say it's luck. Um, I'm surprised by this. I actually agree with Oinyi, and not only do I agree with him, I agree with everything <laughs> he said, and that never happened. So I don't know what's going on tonight. Something, this, something. This, this, this really whole podcast has just been. <laughs> this whole podcast has just been something else, bro. I don't know what's going on here, but this podcast. I, I think when all four of us come together, this weird stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, the only reason why you agree with O is because he repeated the same exact thing you said. So why wouldn't you like what he said and agree with him? But how could I not repeat what he said though? Because you know, he was on he's, point. He's, he's yeah, he's learned. He's learned. Yes, he has learned really <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're going you're going a bit too far now, Chris. You're going a bit too far now, Chris. A bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I thought on the last podcast me and O did together, he had this like very crisp moment. I thought that was it, but it, I mean, it, this is becoming a trend. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have to rethink everything about this now. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's, I can't wait for the NFL season to start. That's that's the next step. We're now in this lull of, you know, where there's not really, you know, sports that I love. But once NFL season starts, we shall see about all these topics and, and where what it comes down to. But Big Low, Ant-Man, Phenomenal One, it was a pleasure having you guys on. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time checking out our podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. You can also go to our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U-channelsports.net. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on TikTok as well. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to do some big things there. Um, also, check us out on Afro Vibes Television. Download the Roku app so you can check out our sports takes on Afro Vibes Television. I have been O-N-E, the one and only, joined by Anthony, the Atman Felly. He also has his own solo, uh, solo podcast, Beat the Clock Podcast. Check that out very very good stuff i think he has you know he saves his crazy takes for a new channel sports podcast he has a little bit more sane takes on his <laughs> podcast so check him out there also have big low he is a staple on afro vibes television so ladies if you want to see if his face matches his voice check him out on afro vibes television and last but not least the phenomenal one chris he really didn't do anything much so i'm not gonna say much else about him we just call him phenomenal not to hurt his feelings but that has been it ladies and gentlemen until hey, next time hey, all right no don't don't no he ain't like that just like Kyrie, just like my boy Kyrie. I'm out. Oh, man. until next time we are out peace Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.